Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be wondering what this is all about. Barry, what is this all about? It's, it's about racks, Dave. It's about racks. One of our favourite subjects here on Geek Syndicate. Big old racks. <laughs> you can't say that. I just did. This is what it's called. Big old comic racks. It's not called big old comic racks. It's just called comic racks. Well, I think they should call it big old comic racks. Right. It's probably best that you're not in charge of that then. This is true. What we'd like to do is introduce what we hope will become our sister podcast. Hello. Um, hello. It'll be a... Hello. What are you doing? I'm saying hello to the, to the girl. Uh, hello. 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 Hello, my name's Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Sometimes you worry That's me, you know Simpsons. that. Hello, my name's Mr. Burns. Yes, I, I believe know. you have a letter for me. That's fine, sir. If you could just tell us your name. I don't know. Right, so as not to take over someone sorry, else's sorry, show. Girl. Or lady, or ladies. Right. Wow, wow. Oh, jeez. What? Sorry. What are you I, on? I've like? just had a, I've had a bottle of Magda's, man. It's 12.30. Sorry, go. I can't do this. Go. It's just sorry. not professional. What we would like to do is just introduce what we hope will become our sister podcast. It's episode zero. It's starring Stace Bob from our forums and Iz McAuliffe, known as Mrs. Meany. Basically, welcome. Yeah, okay. Let's just get on with it. We want to welcome you to episode zero of Comic, comic Racks. <laughs> big old Comic Racks. Uh, stop with the big old. Sorry. <laughs> So just sit, just sit back and enjoy the racks. <laughs> Look, let's leave it to Is and Stace. Okay, Is and Stace, take it, girls. Anyway, Steve <laughs> Barry's a genius while he's listening to this. He's got a recorder. <laughs> Barry's a genius. That I, I was actually chanting that on Sunday. I I was too. Parkman went Nugent Cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the one of us to like when everybody else has stopped to go like nude don't <laughs> we are so good we can't no say way. anything in, incriminatory oh I can say that you can tell I haven't been drinking can't you <laughs> incriminating <sighs> speaking of drinking <laughs> as you squash that it's, uh, it, it's a bit strong actually yeah. <laughs> might send me a wee bit hyper so there's E numbers it's all that sugar mm. go on okay. then intro what are we doing? Intro. Are we, you're reading out your words. I am. I've got a funny feeling that I'm going to start reading this and bugger it all up and be like, for flair, for flair, for flair, put your teeth in. Don't do that in Italy. <laughs> so you've learned something today already. I have learned something today. Okay. I feel like you've been like a cultural educator. Thank you. Just don't call me old again or I'll kill you. <laughs> old? I never said old. <laughs> I said ancient. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm stepping on some toes here. Thin oh. ice. Eggshells, mate. <laughs> it's a good job you've already met me and liked me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is like the first time I decided to record, and I'm like, oh, you're an old fart, blah, 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 blah. I hit you. <laughs> I hit you, and I'm hanging up now. Intro. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this without coming off like a bit of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I need somebody else to do this. I'm not good at it. 
Three minutes forty of Barry going for fuck's sake. <laughs> Somebody say something. Sorry, Barry. That's usable. That's why we have to get him to do something, but we can't get him to do it straight away. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. Hello, one and all, and don't laugh at me. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm not going to go for a, such an over-exaggerated hello now. No, that was funny. I, I wasn't ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Barry's just going to be looking at this like, what am I supposed to do right, so with okay. this piece of shit? Um, <laughs> He's going to put a disclaimer at the beginning now. Oh, we're going to need an explicit tag, that's for sure. Yeah. I can't do the intro. This is hard. I can't because I haven't written it down. You wrote it down. Well, I can read it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the very first and quite possibly very last, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to put that up. <laughs> and this goes in the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that funny. I can't stop. Take three. <laughs> Hello, one and all, and welcome to the first and very possibly last episode of Comic Racks. I'm Is. And I'm Stace Bob. And we're going to talk about stuff. Stuff we like. <laughs> Tell us, <after> me. <laughs> this is embarrassing enough as it is. I'm going to oh. put my glasses back on there after all that laughter. <sighs> Comedy moments. <sighs> right, stuff. Oh, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about us. For some reason, let's talk about sex. Just came to let's talk about <laughs> It's not that kind of podcast. Anyway, <clears throat> and we're off topic already. That's got to be some kind of record. It was going to happen, wasn't it? Really, like thirty seconds in. Let's talk about sex. So, Stace, is how did you get into podcasts? Uh, bullying mostly. <laughs> Who by? <laughs> Um, well, I got bored at work one day, so, because I work in a crappy data entry job, and if anybody who works with me listens to this, it's a joy, I love it, it's wonderful, it's self-fulfilling. Um, but it do suck. No, it does suck. Um, and I got bored, as you do. So, uh, so my rich, not your rich, my rich says to me, why not listen to some podcasts at work, and then you can join the forums. I'm sure I just said podcasts, but I'm just going to leave that in. Yeah, but I wasn't going to mention that, because you sound <laughs> stupid. Thank you. Sorry, right, I was joking. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off. Anyway, <laughs> podcasts at work, he says. Yes. So uh, I flitted off to the forums, joined it. So uh, I checked out CGS, thought it was great, and uh, that's where I found uh, one Barry Nugent, 
who stalked me slightly uh, into listening to Geek Syndicate, and I've never looked back since. Awesome. So did you join the forum before you actually started listening? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I did the same thing. I did. I totally did the same thing. My Richard... Let's call him Blue for the sake of less Wait, confusion. Sorry. Yeah, for my sins, anybody who doesn't know already, which they will, uh, well, they won't, because that's sweet. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? No, I don't know who I am, obviously, because I'm really famous. <laughs> it's like a car crash in uh, podcasting. How are we doing for time? Uh, we're only three minutes, 35 seconds in. And we've already ballsed it up. Yeah. Right, right. Now, we have, we both have partners called Richard. I have a husband called Richard, who I think we're going to call Blue. He's Blue Meanie on the, Blue Meanie on the forums, can't speak. And your partner is? Uh, Lenny007 on the forums. He is indeed. So, my husband got me into the forums, mainly because I said, what the bloody hell are you doing all night on these, on this computer? And not talking to me, frankly. And he said, well, it's better conversation, babe. So I thought, right. That was a joke, by the way. I wasn't, he wasn't actually that mean to me. <laughs> It was a bad joke, but it was a joke. So <laughs> I started going on, and it was um, it was cool. Um, yeah, I kind of I listened to CJS a couple of times, and he was already listening to Geek Syndicate, my other half, and I I loved it straight away. I I jumped in from the latest episode as you do, and then went back. I think you did the same. You went back and listened to. Yeah, I jumped in, but I think it was um episode thirty something, simply because Barry had told me there was a shout out to me on there, so I thought, well, I've got to listen to it now. I'm on it. <laughs> I remember that. See, Flattery. Oh, it will get you everywhere. I don't think I ever got a shout out, actually, as a new listener. You did get a birthday song. Well, I did, yeah, but that's I've, I've been on a while then, so. Oh. I'd like to do a shout out to Ease, everybody. Ease, <laughs> listening. Good stuff. New listener, Ease. Yay! <laughs> I think we joined it at about episode 20 or something, I don't know, but it was, but it was awesome. And then I listened to other podcasts, and yeah, I now listen to about, jeez, about 10 or so a week. Ten. That's well, quite impressive. Well, my my job is. Dumb as fuck. It is. Yeah. I work for a university and I I'm an events manager, but it, so a lot of my time is running around managing events. But a lot of the time I'm sitting at my desk doing stuff. And because I work sort of on my own initiative and stuff, I manage to put my headphones in and go, yeah, I'm listening to classical music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And there's like yeah, that. I'm cultured me. Yeah. I start blaring my ears. So. <laughs> you know, I had I had Heath's version of Stardust stuck in my head like pretty much the entire night on Friday. Didn't I swear to God that boy's responsible for so many people going just. <laughs> 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 it was fantastic. No, we love Heath. We love Shout out to Heath. Woo Heath. <laughs> that was the worst woo in the world, wasn't it? <laughs> it was really like. <laughs> <laughs> we are Heath, yeah. No, we do, we love Heath, but we're not shouting out yet. We're talking about stuff. Ah! This might be the only one we do, I don't think we should do shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, everyone will feel left out. Shout out to everybody ever in yeah. the world. There yeah. you go. Sorted. Yeah. <laughs> so, now that we know how you got into podcasts, how about how you got into comics? Ooh. I was a shoegazing indie kid back in the day. And I'm going to show myself up now. It was in about end of the 1980s, and I was in college, and I started wearing the dots and striper tights and that, and somebody shoved a copy of Deadline in my hand, which is a magazine that is now defunct completely. Basically, it's where Tank Girl got its first start, and I, I loved Tank Girl. It was awesome. And uh didn't like 
I wasn't cool enough to think I was her or anything, but she was just a kick-ass bird with loads of piercings, and she was shagging a meat kangaroo, so what's not to love, really? And I never pick up any tank girl. <laughs> <laughs> ah! She's been redone now, and I'm not convinced about the you know, It's written by the same writer, apparently, but it's different art, because obviously the guy who drew it before was Jane Hewlett, who's going to the gorillas and stuff like that. Oh, see, I liked the original art. It was just the... Uh, I, I just ne- I've just never picked it up, and I'm not quite sure why. I think, to, to be honest, I don't know if I would have picked it up. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have necessarily wanted to pick it up now, so I don't, because I, I did sadly dress like that, and not obviously. She used to have a really way out costumes, but the basics, yeah, she was just a sort of like indie kid, basically. So I think I, I picked it up just because it was of the time, I think. And I don't think I did it now, because I'm far too sensible. That's why you go out with blue. <laughs> That's just penance or something I did very bad. <laughs> Aw, poor Blue. See, it's great. I'm doing this downstairs. He can't hear me because otherwise he'd be heckling from the stairs. <laughs> if he is, I think he's probably still on the floor rolling from when I said uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> um, so what got you into comics? I always kind of wanted to get into comics because I was so, sort of like a, your average nerd when I was at school, you know. Didn't have many friends. Kind of a bit strange looking. Bit of a buffing. Liked to read. Nobody liked me. So, um... I always kind of wanted to get into comics, but every time I'd walk into a comic shop, I'd just sort of stare at everything, panic, and leave. <laughs> so, um, I used to be really into the Captain America film and the old, the, the old Spider-Man cartoon from like the early 90s or whenever it was. I don't remember. I was small. Yeah, thanks, so thanks. I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go and get some Spider-Man. And I'd walk in and there's about eight Spider-Man titles and different arcs and different trades. And I'd just sort of stand there looking a little bit confused. And about 20 of the would turn around and look at you and go, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scary. So yeah, in 2005, I met Rich. And in 2006, he decided to shove a copy of Captain America in my hand. And, uh, oh. and, and that, as they say, was history. <laughs> and you've just, you've been like, oh, this is going to come out completely wrong now, but you've been like a sponge since then, haven't you? You've really gone for yeah. it. I just, I pretty much cycle up anything I can get my hands on. If they want to send me things, then I, I will try and read them. Then I will. And that's it. Yeah, actually. Yeah, people. Send me things. Send me free <laughs> stuff. I know. We'll read it. Yeah, don't charge for it afterwards, mind. It has got to be free. Yeah. That's but we true. will say thank you if we ever do one of these again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how likely that's going to be, considering it's taken us, what, like almost two hours to record about five minutes worth of playable stuff. You're going to go to bed as well. Um, I'm awake now. I'm totally awake now. I'm on a, I'm on a podcast buzz. Yeah, so. That sounded really warbly, <laughs> annoying. It sounded like you went, like a bit of a pigeon. Yeah, I've got <laughs> impressions, you know. Oh, <laughs> I was close when I said pigeon. <clears throat> so, <laughs> favourite superhero, Stace? Yeah, Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. Yes. Although I was talking the other day to um, My Rich and Barry and Dave, yes. and they seemed to think that what I was watching back like when I was a chidler was... The really old, like, 1970s TV series. Because the only thing I can remember about what I saw was some sort of motorbike. And they've assured me that's not in the film. Oh. So, I, I don't know what the hell I was watching. But it was great. <laughs> and, of course, the first comic I ever read was uh, issue 15, perhaps? From the, the, the current Brubaker run. Freaky that you know that, the exact issue. Because, oh... I think I think the only reason I know that is because I then had to go out and buy the trades of the first two halves of the story, and that went up to issue 14, so. And I remember thinking, gee, that's handy. 
good stuff. Very convenient. How's about you, favourite superhero? I just literally just got one, and I I think I'm incredibly shallow when it comes to reading stuff. And I'm like, whatever I'm reading, time's my favourite. And I just finished reading Astonishing X-Men, the Joss Whedon and John Cassidy trade, paperback, volume one. And it is freaking awesome. It's so good. And I love Wolverine. And I haven't, I've never read any X-Men before. And I've been geeks going, but I, uh, do you know what? I, I will admit, I don't really read any X-Men stuff. Well, I, I've got to, I, I was saying this to you, like, before, um, when we were chatting, that I'm incredibly lazy when it comes to buying my own stuff. <laughs> Me too. He, he, he tends to, like, buy the issues or borrow the issues off people, and then he'll buy the trade paperback, so I tend to just look, look at the trade paperback, so I'm, Really, this is a really bad idea that we're doing this podcast, but I'm really fine <laughs> in everything, but I'm going to make an effort now. I'm going to have to like go, all right, yes, I've read this and this and this, because then I can talk about it. But I have not read any X-Men, mainly because he's not so into the X-Men. Um, any, any kind of, he, he likes them, he just doesn't, other than he's a huge Batman, in case anybody doesn't know him, hasn't picked that up. He's absolutely massive Batman. Rich uh, is, is a huge ba- Batman and Green Lantern, I a, think, which is, although it's really warming to Green Arrow lately, but. But my Martin's well, and he loves Preacher as well. That's another one of his favourites. But but Batman's always been his first love, and Harley Quinn obviously because he's obsessed, and it's quite disturbing, frankly. But, <laughs> but X Men no. So um, I got astonishing X Men because basically because um, our friend Jimmy Aquino of Comedies Insider. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. He is uh, well. He's he's, he's best friends with John Cassidy. He talks about him a lot and. I, I've never read X-Men before and it is amazing. I've seen the films and I realise that's a bit of a faux pas on, on the whole comic <laughs> reading thing. I've only read, the, I've only seen the films. And you've read the films? No, not really. Yes, Wolverine, just brilliant. He's just a really good character. I really like him and I like the dynamic between him and Cyclops. And Have you um, read any of like the Wolverine on his Todd? No, nothing. Honestly, they're nothing related to it. Don't. don't. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, really? But, Lately, it's not. I've dropped it now. Because Rich started picking it up over the Civil War. Right. Um, whole business. Yeah. Which was pants, but won't go there. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he carried it on just after the Civil War and got utterly bored with it. But me being the sad completist that I am, if a story's in the middle of an arc, I don't like to drop it. So I thought, I'll finish this arc. That's you know, fair. See how it goes in the new one. So I did that, and the new one's shit too. So I just, I just thought sod it and I threw it at the window. Who was writing that then? Or drawing it or? Um, this is where you've caught me off guard. (laughs) Someone. Somebody wrote it. It was drawn by somebody else. Um, (laughs) sorry. What? It's not here in my pile of comics. Oh yes it is. Ha 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 ha. The last one I read was, uh, 57, which was, uh, Guggenheim. Alright. And, uh, drawn by, oh my mum's here. Hi, Mum. Hi, Mum. He says hello. Oh, says hello. Nice. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, drawn by, I'm not sure how to pronounce this either. It's either shaking or, or shaking. Somebody's shit. It looks like a five-year-old joke. <laughs> I don't like, no, honestly, if, ugh, the art is just, it's really bad. Can I put a disclaimer on this podcast now? <laughs> yeah, explicit, not for children. No, I was thinking more like any individual opinions by the individual podcaster is not necessarily the opinion of the other person. <laughs> or, no, honestly, or, or indeed the ones who own the feed. Yeah, well, a geek syndicate does not endorse whatsoever yeah. what I'm saying right now. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe they do. It is a bit shit. Is it? Fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking, yeah, there was a reason I let this go. <laughs> it doesn't help, does it? Because I have, I have read a few comics and I just haven't got on with the art at all. And mm. I just can't. I, I, I mean, okay, the story, the story's got to be amazing and the art rubbish for me to carry on. But if the story's like, eh. And the art. Yeah, see, the, the, the story was like meh, and the art was like boo, yes, you suck. Why do you suck? So, uh, yeah, that's gone there. Uh, bye bye, Wolverine. So don't read that. All right, know. I won't. But I am definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna get the the next couple of um volumes of Astonishing X Men because I just I love it. I know they're not on it forever, but I love Cassidy's art, and I I, <laughs> I was joking with my husband because we're going to, and I I will. I won't talk about this because I'll be going on for hours, but we are going to New York in um, a couple of weeks, which is amazing, and I'm so excited. And uh, I, I, yeah, I initially bought the Castaway stuff because I might meet him and uh, I might be able to go, oh yes, I know your art, rather than going, no, who are you? You know, I mean, not odd. Just what I do. I just walk <laughs> off and be like, oh, you draw stuff, don't you? Cool. <laughs> Half of me was thinking I'd rather not know what he did, but the other half is like I should respect what he does and actually read, you know, or rather look at what he's done. But it's it is amazing. It's really good. And Joss Whedon's good at good, his his like dialogue is fab as well. I really I really enjoyed it. So I do, I do like who the old Joss. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really got into X Men, but I think like you say, it's because Rich doesn't doesn't really read them, and I'm so bad at picking things up for myself. So like I say, I, just, I really don't know where to start. You just walk into a comic shop and, and there's so many trades and I just stare blankly and spin around on the spot and go, what do I do? Flapping, flapping. But I, I have found the, for, the forums are just brilliant because getting to know other people on the forums and hearing what they like, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily what you're going to like either, but it's really good to hear, like, you know, the regular Joe on the street, so to speak, what they want, want to read. And also, there's a few of the professionals on the forum as well. Like, I picked up, well, Richard bought it for me, actually. He bought me the, the Atom, the all-new Atom, uh, issue 12, I think, um, when Mike Norton's just started doing the art for Gail Simone writing. And it's really cool, it's because Mike Norton's on the forum, and I listened to Mike Norton's podcast, and I thought, I really should come and, you know, have a look at what he's done. <laughs> he's quite good. And he's he's funny as hell. He's really good on his uh, the crank casting, and he's very droll and very dry. And and him and uh, the other guy, Chris Crank, is an industry professional as well. Although I don't know exactly what he does. <laughs> I think he's in the publishing side of it rather than the actual. Uh, he's not a writer or an artist, but I'm sure a few people are going. No, you're so wrong. But yeah, so I you get all two of our listeners. Barry and Dave. I was thinking Rich and Rich. Oh, maybe we've got four. Of them. Oh, awesome! <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that was the most long-winded explanation of who my favourite superhero. At the moment, it's Wolverine. So, who knows? Next week, it could be somebody else. Yeah, I always think Wolverine is a really good character if he's written right. Right, okay. But this th- this new stuff has just been. Ugh, See, I don't know. Literally, it's the first time I picked it up. So again, like, and I guess because you haven't read X Men before, that's the first you've seen of him as well. Yeah. So it's obviously I really the really like um, Deadpool. Deadpool's great. I really which is why. Oh, I'm so pissed off. Uh, they're going to axe the Cable and Deadpool uh, title right. and replace it with just plain Cable, who's dull as pants. I thought, I I thought most people thought that. Yeah, uh, pr- pretty much everybody I've come across ever doesn't like Cable, but no, they're, they're going to axe the title and replace it with just a plain old Cable. Because I, which is rubbish. I, that's another thing on my list. After Birmingham and after seeing all these new, not new artists and writers, but seeing all these artists and writers and 
um, people uh, like our mate Welshie, who bought a massive um, original page from Staz Johnson of Cable and Deadpool. And I, yeah. I don't, I haven't read it, and I was getting advice from people about because Deadpool's huge, isn't it? But I was, a few people were saying, oh, we'll only read this bit because this bit's really, really good. And yeah, the majority of people were saying they didn't like Cable. I'm not saying I wouldn't like Cable, but... Yeah, the, the stories that are very Cable-centric aren't very good at all. Because oh, he's just, he's quite dull to read about. Why are they dropping <laughs> Whereas, Cable then? Oh, no idea. Because when, when you read Cable and Deadpool as well, what makes Cable look even worse is the fact that Deadpool is so mental. Mm. Because he is, he's just a proper nut job. But, he's a great looking character. Yeah. I mean, I've just seen the sketches because, I, like I said, I haven't read it yet. But yeah, he's not so much a great looking character under the mask. Oh, okay. He's he's sort of covered in sort of I can't remember what, it, what exactly it was. Now I think he was dying of something. So he's sort of covered in sort of pock marks and and scabby skin and dead mm-hmm. skin. And it, it's all very unattractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, he's cool, so we'll let him off for being a bit rank. I'll tell you what, I'm going to look him up in my... You keep talking. I've got... Did you get this comic guide from um, Birmingham? Oh, I couldn't carry it. It was hurting my shoulder. Oh, it's amazing. It's just... It's... it's oh. It's the handiest <laughs> thing to have during a podcast when neither of us really know yeah, what we're talking about. Quick, quick, But the thing is, I worked out why they're giving them away, because it's this... Okay, the Slings and Arrows comic guide, a critical assessment, with over 5,000 titles, right, the 1930s. And it's the second edition. And I was saying to it, because it's got 20 quid on the back as a price thing. And I was saying, how can they afford to, the sponsorship must be really, really good. And I looked inside it, and it says, I can't find it now. It says, first published in 2003. Ah. So I was like, <laughs> right, that's why then. And I was looking up stuff yesterday, and I couldn't find them. And it was like, because it was after 2003. So it's fab. If you want to look at slightly older stuff, it's fab if you want to live in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Deadpool, there he is. Oh, I can't read that. That's far too long. My, my, my OCD is going to run out quite soon. Uh, stuff, Deadpool, agent, uh, atone for his past, but keeps a blind old lady prisoner and tortures her periodically. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Shut I up. don't remember that part. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Just in case anyone's going to pick it up. (laughs) Uh, From 2003. (laughs) uh, Son of someone Deadpool inadvertently... How can you inadvertently kill... I suppose you could inadvertently kill... He's not selling himself. He's not selling himself to me yet. Oh, he's cool now. Is he? Yeah. Sort of. (laughs) I can't... I'm scanning it. I can't see anything about... It's grim. It's been described as grim. Well, there we are. That's nice. I'm going to look on Wikipedia. That's how sad I am. Wikipedia is better than this bloody book. It's far too oh, detailed. We're, we're so rock and roll. Aren't we? <laughs> Hello, this is a podcast about comics. Hang on, give us five minutes. We'll look it up in the book. <laughs> we'll look at Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about shoes. We'll be better then. <laughs> I'm not very good at those. Why won't you click Wikipedia? Oh, there you go. Um, nicknamed the Merc with the Mouth, Deadpool is a high-tech mercenary. Blah, 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 blue, diddly, diddly, dee. Philly, Philly, Philly. After Weapon X cured his terminal cancer by implementing a regenerative uh-huh. healing factor extracted from Wolverine, Deadpool is left disfigured and mentally unstable. Oh, but he was go. all right, though, so that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew I was right about something. He's a fucking fruit loop, but he hasn't got cancer anymore. There we are. Yeah, so there we go. Extracted from Wolverine, didn't know that, though. Learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs> We haven't 
don't have to, we have still haven't got to Birmingham yet. We've touched on it. Well, to be fair, we haven't done the films, the books, the music, the TV, TV shows. We're going to be here all night. Oh. Um. Oh, was that you? That was Heath. Heath. Heath is <laughs> mid recording. Heath is skyping. Good luck in capital letters. <laughs> when I've said oh. I'm busy, bog off, and you've said recording, eep. Don't disturb. <laughs> <laughs> or I make Thank you, Heath. We love you. Easy, easy. Um, so getting to know is favorite film. Favorite film, old or new? <laughs> See, I'm a freak. I really, really of love all time. Oh, of all time. Um, some like it hot. I've never seen that. Or the Philadelphia Story. I'm just, I'm a huge old film nerd. I absolutely love them to bits, and I think I've probably seen more old films than. Modern films. That's a lie because I'm married to Richard and he's got like I'm just looking up at all our DVDs and it's like that's a complete fib. We've got like loads. I I do love my films, but yeah, I love old films and um, some like it hot. Marilyn Monroe is just brilliant and uh, Philadelphia Story has got Catherine Hepburn and James Stewart and it's awesome and new films. Like well, it's not new anyway. Barry and Dave asked me this a while ago and I had to say like it depends if I'm showing off. Because if I'm showing off, there's a film called Deep Breath. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is a Tom Stoppard play, which is adapted for the film, and it has Gary Oldman and Tim Roth in it, and it's brilliant. I like Gary Oldman. I love not Gary Oldman. Not in a fancying way, because that I would do. be creepy. I don't anymore. <laughs> he's, he's quite old now. I, I yeah. don't go for old folks, but, oh, hello, Dracula. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just lost myself for a moment there. And uh, yeah, so him and Tim Roth, and it's just, oh, it's brilliant. It's a really good film. But in all honesty, I, The Bride of Chucky is just fab. I <laughs> which you'll yeah, never so watch. Really, I was going to say, I, I could never watch that, just because the entire time I would just be thinking, ooh, dollies, <laughs> help. And then I'd go to bed and have, like, nightmares. My aunt bought me one of those, like, you know, porcelain dolls in the fancy dresses the oh, ones, and I, just, I, I had to put it away because I just felt like it was watching me sleep <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay, get out of my room oh. they are creepy they, those, yeah, those porcelain dolls those lifeless eyes they just stare at you like. and if you've ever seen that X-Files uh, episode yes. I think it was the one that Stephen King wrote with that doll that kept going I want to play and then people's eyes would start bleeding and they'd die I was like yeah <laughs> never going to have one of those dolls again because that's going to happen to me of course, <laughs> in downtown Birmingham. Do you not know that the X Files is like true stories? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit myself after watching that. I was like, yep, oh, watching oh, X Files again. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're vile. Better go put some Simpsons on before I go to bed. Cheer me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> what's your favourite film then? <laughs> um. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh. And I know that's fairly recent, but it is quite genuinely the best film I've ever seen. See, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's amazing. Jim Carrey's amazing. Kate Winslet's amazing. This is it. It's I've... filmed amazingly. Is that? Um, do you know the the work of, and now I'm going to pronounce this wrong, I'm sure of it. I'm not sure if it's Michael or Mich- Michelle. Michelle? I don't know. Uh, Gondry. He's done a lot of music videos and stuff that are all really great I know uh, I looked up on Wikipedia at the time and I went oh yeah to quite a few things he'd done but I, it's all gone out of my head now so yes but yeah it's directed by the same dude and it's just visually it's just amazing I'm not I'm not I don't really want to go too far into it because I don't want to spoil it or anything but um it's the kind of film as well that, that leaves you really thinking about stuff 
a lot of stuff. In fact, this, this is it. There's so many people. I loads and loads of people have seen it that I know. Uh, people on the forums and like real people that I know. <laughs> Yes, all of those fake people have seen it too. What was it somebody somebody said on the forum? Um, several people said on the forum about Birmingham. was like, my virtual friend is so much more fun than my real friends. And I love that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think it's probably just because we don't see each other very much. I know. So it's like, ah, the novelty. So he's all the fun in while you're there. Um, yeah. But yeah, lo- loads of people have said that, that they love the film and it's awesome and it's amazing. And equally, quite a lot of people... Maybe not equally, slightly less people have said that they uh, didn't like it. And I know, I know our, our friend Sam is particularly. Uh, yeah, didn't he call it something like sunshine, the, sunshine? Was it? Like the spotless pile of bollocks or wanks. something? Awful. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 This is where Sam and me part ways. But then, to be fair, Sam is very forthright and honest in his opinion. So you got to kind of respect that because he just comes out and says it. So. I'm just, uh, just looking at the the video, like the music video list of things that uh, Mr. Gondry has done. Mm. There's a lot of them, but ones that you might know. So was this his first film then? I forgot. No, there's a, there's a few. Um, the one that I, I want to see one that's supposedly coming out next year, which is called Be Kind Rewind. I don't know if you've heard of it. Nope. It's got Jack Black and Moss Death in it. Oh, and oh no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, they, they, they break, sorry, that was rude. <laughs> it's okay. In the basic premise is that he accidentally erases all of the videotapes yes. in the local video shop where yes. Mostef works. So they remake them all themselves. <laughs> yes, I was just reading about that because Richard gets um, Total Film. And I, oh, I, I think he's read it, but I should do. But it yeah, it's so amazing. It looks really The idea of Jack Black remaking Ghostbusters. See, I so wrapped, well, wrapped in tin foil and stuff. I don't know if I've inherited this off Rich, but I, I, I kind of go when I see Jack Black attached to things. Oh, I love him. I'm not the biggest fan at all. Oh, I love him, I do. I think he's amazing. When I went to see um, Tenacious D last year, I almost died just because I was... Oh, that would that would have been good. That would have been really good. That, it was it was amazing. They, they are Lead they break dancing. Yeah. Uh, I did like him in um, High Fidelity, but then that was, yeah, I think, his first film. Uh, do you know, I have not seen that. Oh, it's really good. You should watch it. If I I've got, got it on video somewhere. Video, would you believe? Uh, <laughs> if I watch Eternal Blah Blah Blah... <laughs> will, you, will you watch High Fidelity? Yes. Cool. I, I will do that. Cool. Next podcast, reviews of those films. I'm going to write it down because I'm going to I lay here. Oh, jeez. Look at the time. Do you really good? We can talk. What was I writing down? Oh, yeah. High <laughs> Fidelity. Because I'm not... I'm- into like because High Fidelity is quite quite a cutesy film. Well, it's not a cutesy film, but it's got elements of cutesy in it. And I don't tend to go for those films, but I do like Nick Hornby stuff. Um, his writing. Oh, I love Nick Hornby. Yeah, um, I do. Like Rich, Rich got me into him because I've never that that was a good transition. That was because the next thing on my list of things to talk about is books. Oh. Genius. Yeah. yeah, Rich got me into him because I've never. To be honest, I don't read a lot of books right. because I, I don't tend to find that I have a lot of time to do so. So um, I'm always looking for people to recommend me books that hopefully I'm going to enjoy because I hate to feel like I've wasted my time reading a book. <laughs> oh, God, no, fair enough. So, uh, so Rich, Rich lent me, I can't remember which one he lent me first. Don't remember. He lent me a Nick Hornby book and I got immediately attached and I read A Long Way Down, which was great, and know. High Fidelity, which was good. The only thing I will say about High Fidelity, the film, is because it's not set in London. It is a bit weird, because if you've read the book first, which you obviously have, it's mm. a bit odd getting your head around the fact that it's like, oh, it's in America. But it's John Cusack. <laughs> can't really go wrong with John Cusack. Oh, I love John Cusack. He's fab. 
It's amazing. And as you yeah. said earlier, not in a for fancy yeah, way. Not, not in a fancy way in the no. slightest, but he's great. He's, he's really good. He is really good. So what is your favourite book then? It, it it depends whether you catch me trying to look a little bit, you know, grown up or, or not. <laughs> if if I'm trying to trying to seem grown up, I would probably say Death of an Ordinary Man by Glenn Duncan. Okay. Did it's he great. write it's about, Did he write eh? Lucifer? Yes. Ah, yeah. yeah, Death of an Ordinary Man's about a dude who dies and his spirit is at his own funeral and he can't remember how he dies. Mm. And it's basically about him travelling through all his memories trying to figure out how it is that he came to Pass on. Cool. It's really good. So, so good. I did like that whisper, I must admit, so I should try that one. Yeah, do it. It's amazing. <laughs> do it. Is it quite new? It's, uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I picked it up fairly recently because oh. I didn't get into Glen Dunk until, it's about a year ago when I bought I Lucifer. Uh, what were we saying? Oh yeah, and if I'm trying to just look, uh, like I'm being honest, mm. my favourite book would have to be Northern Lights from the His Dark Materials trilogy. Oh, cool. Again, something I haven't picked up at all, and I, I want to. It is like yeah, it's good stuff as long as you you don't mind uh, atheism being shoved down your throat in the final book of the trilogy because it is really shoved down. I, I think I spoke I about this with Dave, and I said that you know um it's a really good read, but even me as an atheist started to get a little bit sick of the uh right. of the underlying atheist message. But overall, the story was great, so I can let it off. Mm, excuse me. Oh, bless you. Better get a bit of this cup of tea down me, I think. Mm-mm-mm. You need some cough mixture, I think. Have you caught it off abs this weekend? I think so. I, well, I, I started developing it Friday, and I thought, that's it, I am allergic to Geek Syndicate. <laughs> Better not be. It's <laughs> so it's got your last one, can it? And I, I thought, like, you know, I get a cold just as I do my Listener of the Month thing originally, then I get a cold just before I meet them properly, then I go and get a cold just as... Because we were supposed to be recording the Listener of the Month thing this week, weren't we? We were on Friday. Yeah, so... No, no doubt I'll catch one in November when we do eventually record that. <sighs> Allergies, no... Anyway, yes. your favourite book would be? Uh, it's Fallen Heroes by Barry A. Nugent, I believe. Shameless blood, shameless blood. <laughs> it is good, though. It no, is it's, good. it's awesome. I, I said at the time, uh, I said it when I bought it, and I said it after I read it, and I said it on Geeks in the before, that... I don't read novels too much anymore. I used to for years and years. My mother was a, is a librarian, so I basically had no choice in the matter. I was like bloody 12 years old being given Dostoevsky and other such intellectual crap that I was going, what? <laughs> so it's fair enough when you're like, I don't know, 16, 17, when you're 12. It's like, come on. <laughs> and I, I spoke to my mother about it. So she, well, I, was, I was trying to, you know, push your horizons. At 12? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> So, <laughs> so then when I went to university, I did a drama degree, and we were read, we used to read scripts all the time, and 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 screenplays, and and everything. And I got into the habit of that. That's how I read. That's what I read all the time because I had to. So I was studying them and acting in them and everything. So I got used to the, the the way it was laid out. And then I picked up a novel after university, and I was like, oh, do you know, I can't be off because it was far too you know detailed. Anyway, ten hours later. <laughs> I, I read, I read the odd one, like I, I did read I Lucifer and I did read Da Vinci Code when it came out and my sister made me read Captain Corelli's Mandolin when it came out and I, I'd read the big stuff and I'm huge into biographies as well. I was, I like to read about famous people and why they're idiots or not or whatever. <laughs> but they're quite easy reading anyway. But no, I, Barry's book is bloody awesome and I think if anybody is listening to this that isn't a regular Geek Syndicate listener, which they would be, why would they be listening otherwise? And, <laughs> 
if they are geeks and you get this one out and bought it, go and bloody buy it. It's awesome, isn't it? Because you've read it as well. Yeah. I think that the thing that I like the most about it is that I find that a lot of books that I pick up that are for adults, because I read a lot of sort of young adult fiction. Right. Um, I find that a lot of books that I pick up for adults are way too confusing because they're trying to be so like, oh, right. children can't understand these. Look how confusing this is. And you just get yourself lost in a massive plot that you don't understand. Which defeats the object. Whereas, yeah. yeah, whereas Fallen Heroes, when I read that, even though there was a lot going on, I kept up with all of it the entire time. You know, I knew what was going on. I knew who was who. Yeah. And I didn't get confused. Oh, it's, it's, it's just cool. It, and, it, and there's so many characters as well, isn't there? It's not like there's yeah. just one or two. There's bloody loads of them. And um, I'm swearing a lot. <laughs> I'm actually getting into this. I'm forgetting we're recording and I'm just talking to you. I'm swearing my ass off. Oh, um, it doesn't matter. I've sworn like a sailor. It's brilliant. I'm so proud. My, my One of my proudest moments was, was going to Barry's little booth in Birmingham and getting it signed. And I've, I've got it signed by the oh, news. Oh, I got a little doodle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he drew uh, he drew Napoleon's stone for me. <laughs> right, he's off my Christmas card list now. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I see what your game is. Bless him. No, it's brilliant. Oh. It's it's really good, and I love it. And um, yeah, it's really good. So go and buy it, people. That's the shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> I've got one more thing on my list before we move on to the actual point. <laughs> Which is a uh, favourite TV show? At the, again, I'm it's depending on what song. I'm on. fickle. I'm uh, very fickle. TV is a harsh bitch mistress. It really is. But at the moment, <laughs> it'll be heroes. This is amazing. I it, absolutely yeah. love it. And I'm only on season one. Do, I've just watched the first half. Actually, should I be talking about this? No, because I haven't seen it and I'll kill you. No, I mean, I mean uh, more for sort of a... <clears throat> oh, yeah, no, no, your cousin from America sent it over to you. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah. Bucky. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> your short-term memory stays, honestly, it's shocking. Rubbish, I'm rubbish. <laughs> totally rubbish. Uh, yeah, so I've just started watching season two, and I've got to say, I'm not digging where it's going. I've only seen the first mm. episode and a half. Right. And there's a couple of things that have pissed me off slightly. Hello. But other things that are really intriguing, so it's still keeping me hooked enough to keep watching. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna give up on it. Good. Who's your favourite character? Hero. Uh, I, do you know, I don't know anyone else who doesn't. Because <laughs> quite apart from the fact that he is really lovable and funny, I love the fact that I can, because I'm studying Japanese, uh, I, I feel like I'm doing something educational by watching heroes. <laughs> I just like it. Teacher, like, why did you do your homework? I was watching heroes. It's okay, he speaks Japanese, okay. <laughs> it has subtitles, but I wasn't looking at them. <laughs> yeah, I understood it all, I need this. You do? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just cute, he's fab. I he's love lovely, him. isn't he's he? I just want to, like, fan. grab his cheeks and go, <laughs> <laughs> You know how, like, grandmas do, just because he's that cute. Yeah, he might hit you if you do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just Call security or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Future Hero, though, if you not got that far. No, I have. No, 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 I'm... I'm it's BBC Two, and I'm watching it, and it's. Uh, I was just saying, I thought it'd be that far because I'm sure I watched that episode with my nan. Yeah. So I was trying to get my nan into Heroes, and she really liked it, but then forgot it was on next week, and then oh, got confused yeah. the week after. Well, it's on. It's on tomorrow, so I mustn't forget to watch it tomorrow. I think I've programmed it into my little Sky thing, so I think I. I think I'm going to get reminded if I forget it's on. So <laughs> it's oh, it's, good. Oh, I love it. Really good. What's yours? Other than Heroes as well, uh, I'm really digging House. I love House. House is amazing. I love you, when I first heard about it, I thought there's no way Hugh Laurie is going to pull off being an American 
crippled doctor. It's just not going to happen. Then I watched the first episode at Richie's and I was like, he's amazing. So mean. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he's such a bastard. He really is, eh? He's such a git. But you can't help but, you know, think he's great at times. So there's there's just bits that he shows, like, that he can't... Yeah, there's other times. Yeah. yeah, and then there's other times where you think, what the complete, how is anybody friends with this man? <laughs> you know, but it is, it just started watching season, what have I been watching? Four, I think, of that one. And it's good stuff. I'll it's see really again, you're way ahead of me, cause I'm... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I won't spoil, cause that's just mean. It, yeah. And I'm not mean. Well, to be honest, they're quite, they're, I mean, I know you've got the, you've got the, um, the relationships like develop over the time as well, but each story is an individual little how do we solve this case. It's not that's not as bad. If you spoil that, I wouldn't be too, you know, mortified. But if you said anything about heroes, I would come to Birmingham and kill you. I think because I, I don't want to know anything. So it's really hard. I won't say all these podcasts are like talking about yay, like at the American podcast, like yay, you know, hero season two. It's like la 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 la. <laughs> skippity skip. Yeah, skippity skip. Where the hell do I go to? And I don't want to miss the whole podcast. Uh, do you know that's one thing I hate about spoilers because uh, there's been a few things that I've. Like, I was a bit late with watching the finale of Heroes, so I was like, when other people were talking about it, I was like, okay, skip forward. No, no, I've not gone far forward enough. Ah. <laughs> Nobody tells you at the start, at such and such a time in this podcast, you need to skip ahead so many minutes. That's what they should do. Yeah. If you have not watched this, skip this far. Yes. Give us an actual time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back, re-edit, and actually tell us. <laughs> I think I think we're being a bit, you know, picky. Yeah. Do you know what? I believe we're done with the introductions. I think we are, but you did leave out phobias, but that's just quite funny. Oh, I did. Because I'm scared. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it wasn't really that funny. <laughs> well, I know yours is. Your, yours is just freakish, frankly. Sorry. I'm scared of everything, though, to be fair. So, what did we say earlier? It was, it was dolls, and it was marionettes. Dolls, ventriloquist dummies, marionettes, clowns. And dogs. And dogs, and snakes. And water. So and if, flying. if you had a dummy that was a, a ventriloquist dummy shaped like a dog, playing with a doll who had a snake as a pet in water, and a spider, with a spider on its head, you'd lose your mind, wouldn't you? I would. I'd. I, I, in fact, I'm going a little bit crazy just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Mine's celery. <laughs> Mine's celery. So I think that's quite normal. Actually, really. Celery. Oh yeah. Terrified. You're scared of celery. Terrified. No, not really. Do you know, I don't know if Rich wants me to actually te- like say this on a podcast, but his sister is she's wonderful. She's such such a lad, but she's completely mental. And then once she was like, she was trying to tell me that she hated peas, but it came out as, oh, I'm scared of peas. <laughs> <laughs> I just was staring at her like, you scared of peas? How are you scared but, of a vegetable? But it's but it's a pea. <laughs> she was like, oh, I don't don't like it. She's got a really strong. Accent, so she's like, oh, I can't even look at a pea. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm scared, scared of the peas, and I, just, oh, I almost wet myself. Like, she's amazing. Set. Shout out to Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Got a little. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna have to make Sarah listen to this. Woo, that's bumped us up to five. <laughs> oh, I just thought it's got six because he's he's got to listen to us. Well, that's true. That's he it. has to, or we'll uh, punch him in the nuts. Well, we'll test him as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, what do we say at 21 minutes in? Actually, we don't know that. 21 Barry's minutes Barry's going to be editing it, so he's probably going to make it down to 10 minutes and go, you shit. Yes, Birmingham. Yeah, so, Birmingham Comic Convention in 2007 was your very first one. It was indeed. What did you think? Um, pros, 
everybody there was awesome. Yeah. Me and Rich were discussing this. Oh, sorry, I've got to do the old windy pops there. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think I'm done. Now, Rich and I were discussing this just sort of shortly after after we got back home on Sunday. This con, to me, was a lot more about meeting the people from the forum than it was about the actual con because I, I will be completely honest I did not know a lot of the names there <laughs> and the ones that I did know they were so hard to get to yeah. like um, not even sure how you pronounce his name I want to say Mignola but I heard a few people pronouncing it as Mignola I'm not sure yeah. wrong. I'm not sure me so I'm going to go with Mignola because no. why not I don't know what you mean anyway <laughs> yeah um, I, c- I couldn't I was in the queue for ages to sit, and I saw him for about 30 seconds while he wrote his signature in my book. Mm. And that was it. <laughs> and then trying to get into the, the room where he was doing both his panels, he did one Saturday and one Sunday. Couldn't even get anywhere close to the door, let alone oh, inside. That queue so, was just phenomenal, wasn't it? it the, well, there were two for the first thing, going down like two different corridors, and yeah. me and Richard were just like, should we just sod it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go get something to eat then. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll I'll say it later, but I I had a big problem with the the size of, of the, especially the breakout rooms where they were having those panels. They were far too small. I I thought the size can, can when you walk into the Millennium Point as a whole, it looks like absolutely mammoth. Oh it? yeah, it's totally. Like this mass expanse, and then either side there's all these escalators. Mm-hmm. But when you got at the top, I mean, the instant I walked into that like the sort of main uh, hall where all the tables were, I thought. This isn't going to work because <laughs> because I've been to the launch party the night before. I, I was able to sort of waltz right in ahead of the queue, and after seeing the queue, I thought as soon as this gets busy, it's going to be chaos in here because there was barely any room to move anyway. What with all the tables, and uh, that they made the really bizarre choice of putting all the big big names up along the back wall of the main yeah, hall. They were all along which the same, just, yeah. Yeah, there was like, there was Mignola, Phillips, Braithwaite, Talbot, all up that one end. And immediately everybody like sort of went there to get sketches and signatures and stuff. Yeah. And there was just queues everywhere just blocking the entire hall. Well, they were blocking other people's tables, weren't they? Because our, you know, yes. Stephen, Stephen Arian, who is on the forum as well, and um, he's, he's done a rocking comic called Mythos. She says, shameless plug, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but it is, I, I love it. But, his, you couldn't, you couldn't get to his in the morning, the first morning. When Big Nola was, yeah. was right there. Wasn't yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose the 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 good side of that. Am I echoing really badly? Not to me. Oh God, <laughs> on me, I'm getting right feedback. Um, the yeah, the Big Nola queue, I suppose, was good in a way because people would be in the queue waiting for Big Nola or have a bloody how you say his name, and they could look and see, you know, Stephen's books and stuff. But like me, I was trying to get to him to get him to sign my comics because I've already got them. And Richard wanted to get the trade off him, but we couldn't. We felt bad about sort of getting into the, you know, get, getting past the queue. Mm. It's a like we pushed. Yeah, it was. Ever. What I found really bizarre as well was that they ha- actually had one of those three conference rooms, mm. as a, a room of sort of rotating signings and sketches, yeah. sketchy yeah. room. And I thought to myself, why not just sod that and put the big guns in that one room? Or half that signing room because then the middle room where the big panels were going on could have been extended. Because those walls, yes. in those, there were three breakout rooms and they had those concertina pretend walls separating each room. So that means you can pull the wall, you can pull each wall back and actually make it into one big room. So they could, yeah, they could have made the signing room smaller because there was too much room in there. 
So yeah, I just I, I thought it was a really bizarre layout, completely, completely bizarre. So um, I was saying to Rich, like when we first got in there, we sort of went immediately to the queue for uh, Mignola because we knew it was going to be chaos trying to see him any time after you know half ten. So we went straight there, waited for about I think it was about twenty minutes in the queue. Saw him for all of about 30 seconds, and I started walking off, and this dude, because it was so packed in there, mm. he'd brought one of those, you know, those sort of miniature suitcases that you can put on wheels and you have a really big handle. Yeah. He'd shorten the handle down and slung it over his shoulder, and he was just hitting people in the face. I got a wheel <gasps> to the eye. No and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't even turn around and apologise, because it was so packed. There was no other way he could get through, really. I mean, he could have apologised, you know, there was no need to be such a git. But, <laughs> but, yeah, that... It was, yeah, too, way too small and so hot. It was really hot, yeah. So hot. It was Me amazing. We keep leaving. We, we do sound like we're being quite negative, but it was awesome. It was just, it was, yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's just the venue, I think, really let the whole thing down because there were some great names there and I got some, admittedly, I only got two, but I got two amazing sketches. Well, I, I couldn't get near, like, uh, we, 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 we all turned up quite early on the Saturday morning, didn't we? But we couldn't get yeah. near. Like I was supposed to, you know, go and have a quick word with John McRae for Jimmy, and I just I couldn't get bloody near him all weekend because it was he was on one of the middle aisles, and I just I it was just swamped all the time. Yeah, th- th- there was no way. No, but no, it, it was awesome, and it was really good to see all the all the artists, I reckon. And, and I mean, you you got some storming sketches out of it, didn't you? I did. Two really good ones. Because yeah. um, the Dougie Braithwaite one that I had done, yeah, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was. I actually had to go and put myself. I had to put my name down because there were so many people around him. I had to put my name down and just keep checking back, like, oh, you know, I'm Stacey on the list. Can I, can I get a sketchy kind yeah. of thing? But, I mean, the, the Addy Grand, when I got, I was in a pretty big queue. Yeah. But uh, I didn't mind that because the, the, the art was so amazing. I just what, wish I'd been able to see a few more people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I haven't got any sketches this year, and I didn't in Bristol, but I think in Bristol next year I'm determined to get a few sketches for myself. But Richard, so I, I wanted to get... A Colonel America from Sean Phillips. All right. But um, I went up there and he was like, "Oh, I'm about to go on my lunch. I'm not doing sketches now." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, about half an hour later, I went back and I was like, "You know, any chance of a sketch?" And he was like, "Oh, so I haven't been on my lunch yet because people keep collaring me for quick signatures and I'm waiting for whoever it was who was sitting next to him. I think it might have been uh, Duncan. What's his face? The Grader. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, Duncan Thingy Bob. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was waiting for him, and they kept both getting collared for uh, for signatures um, that he hadn't got. Any. And I was, he was like, oh, come back in about an hour. So I went back again, and he was like, oh, no, Sampy. And I, I never did get go, get to go back to him. So oh, was, no. rubbish. But um, overall, uh, I would give the con two hefty thumbs up. Excellent. If, my, if, if only for the people, to be honest, because I had such a laugh. It was It was <laughs> wicked, wasn't it? It was amazing. And you went to the launch I mean, party the night before as well. I missed that. Yeah, the launch party. Um, I kind of wish we'd just stayed in the Briar, but oh. <laughs> it was um, it was a really bizarre setup because you sort of went in and there was quiet music in the background and everything was fine. Then all of a sudden, this compare was on the stage, mm. and he was absolutely ruddy awful. <laughs> I, I don't know who hired this guy. <laughs> but like one of the things he came up was, so who here likes comics? And we were just standing there staring at him like, well, everybody. <laughs> and who here likes beer? And that we couldn't hear much of what he was saying anyway because his microphone was rubbish and right. there was loads of feedback. And then there was this band, I can't even remember what they were called, who were really bizarre looking. 
who play this sort of weird sort of country bluesy madness. Okay. Um, apparently they do work in the comic industry. They just have a band on the side. And they were a little bit shit as well. <laughs> if I'm putting it bluntly, <laughs> which I am. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But I did have a fun time dancing the jive with Dave, so. Excellent. It was good stuff. See, that's your claim to fame now, see? It is. Dancing yeah. the jive with Dave on teeth before he got really, really, really famous. Not that he isn't really, yeah. really famous already, obviously. <laughs> Dig yourself a hole. He's trying to save the situation. <laughs> So what were your thoughts on LeBromcon compared I, to, because it was my first, so I, I yeah. think I was going to love it anyway, because it was my first and it was all new and exciting. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, it was only my second, so, and everyone was saying how Birmingham was going to be a lot smaller than Bristol, but I, I couldn't really tell if it wasn't, it seemed about the same size to me, and they had, like we were saying about the same problem with the big exhibition hall, just everyone was crammed in together, and they could have done with a bigger space. Or less mm. people, like more people spread out. The good, the good thing about Bristol, Birmingham even, because many times I'm lazy, is Bristol was spread over two venues in May, and I see it's going to be spread over three in next year. That's a bit bizarre. Well, it, it makes sense because they had, they had the massive exhibition centre in Bristol just by the station, and then you had to walk only about five, six minutes, which isn't far, it's just pain in the arse if you can't be bothered. Um, that's where they had all the panels. So you had to kind of really screech back from, from the exhibition hall, get any sketches or whatever, to go off to the panels. Whereas this place, at least, I know it was tiny, and I, I, had, I had a big problem with the... It's probably part of me being an events manager. I was walking around going, well, I wouldn't have done that, and I'd have done this, and I'd have moved this. <laughs> but all of my, I've never, you know, organised an event that size, so I'm talking rubbish. But um, I did think it was... It was awesome, but it was the, the breakout rooms where the panels were were far too small. And especially for the panel. I mean, especially when you think you've got Mignola coming in who everybody's going to want to go yeah. and see. Yeah. Well, there was that one panel with Mignola and um, Duncan Fagredo, and I just thought, like, yeah. I, 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 I didn't, I was looking at the queue. I didn't go in the queue. I know you, you were, like, you know, going to do it. But it was just absolutely pointless. There was just far too many people. So they could have easily doubled up the, the panel rooms. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's new. I don't think it is new organisers, but it was it was brilliant, and the, the guests they had were absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I was surprised they managed to land Mignola. To be honest, that it's quite an accomplishment. Wasn't really. it his only his only UK appearance in a few years or something? I think it was. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, but it was oh, it was just it was great, and I, like like you, I mean, I I wanted to see everybody, and I wanted to see all my little forum buddies, and because I'd seen. Most of them from Bristol. I got to meet you guys for the first time, you and Rich, and that was awesome. Even though we've like, you know, been chatting it up for bloody months on Skype. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was really, really good to see everybody and just hang out. And nobody hated anybody. And it was just, it, it's just. That, that was the one thing I was worried about. I said to Rich when we were sitting in the pub <laughs> just before Phil got there on Friday. We were sitting there and I was like, oh, what if Phil comes and he hates us? And we're all just sitting here in silence until Marcus gets here. And what if Marcus gets here and Marcus hates us? What if Marcus is horrible and horrid? Yeah, what if I hate them? What if they really <laughs> like us but I hate them all? What if they're all bastards? And he was like, just shut up, Stace, and calm down, will you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He did say you were dead nervous, yeah. Yeah, I really was. Because I... I'm terrible at meeting new people anyway. I mean, like, there's um, a girl I know through a friend of Richie's yeah. who um, we sort of clicked immediately when we met over at Richie's friend's house. But then uh, she was all like, oh, let, let's meet up. And I was like, oh, okay. 
yeah, do you want to go for a coffee? She's like, yeah, great. And then, like, immediately before then, I was like, I feel sick. What if she hates me? Oh. What if on her own we've got nothing to say? Like, oh, my God, and I've got, like, proper butterflies in my stomach. And oh. I was like, Stace, calm down for crying out loud. You've spoken to this girl, Rose. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even know. It's always, it's always nerve-wracking meeting new people, so, um, even if you have been talking to them, so. But it was, it was just brilliant to see them, and, and Saturday night was a laugh, and we went to a couple of pubs, and I got some pretty good <laughs> And Barry got stalked by the rugby. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got to say the highlight totally and this is going to sound like we're both kissing ass now but we I think we already Hang said on. when we weren't yeah when we weren't recording we were saying the highlight was the Geek Syndicate and Amy of Birds of Geek panel with Isad Rubik and Adi Branov which was Isad Rubik is my new god he uh, that panel was absolutely awesome it was brilliant and it has been recorded and it is on the Geek Syndicate New episode, and it has been, it was videoed as well, wasn't it? And they're, they're trying to get it on, um, they're trying to get the link up. Yeah, yeah I hope they do, because it was so funny. <laughs> they were brilliant. They were so, they were just really, the guys were, the Geek Syndicate guys and Amy were like doing a really good job of interviewing, and they, they seemed relaxed and happy, and we saw them before they went in, and they were like terrified. <laughs> and, uh, and the, you, you could see the queue getting bigger and bigger and snaking around the walls, and, and like, their, their eyes were getting wider and wider, and I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have swapped places with them at all. But they did an absolutely stonking job. Oh, and, they really did. And Adi Adi Granoff and Issa Rubik were just yeah. They he said yeah. You just said Issa Rubik was just so funny. He didn't give a fuck. I think the good thing about Issa as well was that he seemed to make Adi more comfortable. Yeah. So I think when he first went in there, Adi seemed to be. I mean, I could be really wrong here because I don't know the guy, but he seemed a little bit sort of like, oh, I don't know what to expect, you know. He seemed a bit, uh, yeah, he's going to go. And then, you know, Issa Rubik swore a few times and <laughs> and said, fuck yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and did his impressions of Borat and, uh, oh. What an amazing dude. I, I want to find him and get him to come out drinking with us. Uh, and giving us all tips on Gwyneth Paltrow YouTube videos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it was really good. And, 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 part, and part of that um, highlight was the Adi Granoff Carlburn man hub. Oh, it, was, it brought a tear to my eye, it, that dude. It did. My, mine was a blaster. But, it was a special moment. Oh, it was marvellous. I, I think Carl discovered a brand new shade of red. It was awesome. He did. That, that, some, I think it might be you. He's got a photograph um, just post-hug. Yes, because I missed and, it. And he is, yeah, brighter than a beetroot. It, oh, <laughs> he looks lovely. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I, I've got to say, our friend Marcus has got balls of steel. Yeah, hats off to Marcus. <laughs> well done, Marcus. <laughs> just bellowing out, my mate Carl really likes your work. Can you have a hug? Carl still wants to kill him, but he also wants to hug him at the same time. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, that that was awesome. That was really. But that, yeah. I was gonna say, if anybody should be embarrassed about their behaviour around Addy Granov, it should be me when I got my sketch because I sort of put my put my sketchbook down on the table and I went, "Can I have a Spiderman, please?" And they just sat there staring at him work. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say anything else to him. I just I just was watching like where. Was his wife there when you were doing that? Yeah. Because, you know, our, our mate Welshie stomped up, sat down, said, I want an Iron Man, old, old armour, and proceeded to chat his wife up for the, t- for the 10, 15 minutes it took. He was just, he called Daddy Granov, he was just talking to Daddy Granov, who frankly was quite hot. She was oh, very she, good she looking. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She was really beautiful. And frankly, I don't blame Welshie. But no, he just completely ignored Daddy Granov. 
And I felt really bad because the guy in front who'd, who'd had a sketch who was sitting in front of me had asked him all the sort of, oh, what are you working on now? Right. You know, what was your favourite thing to work on, blah, blah, blah. And I knew with the panel coming up, because I got my sketch about ten minutes before the panel started. Yeah. I knew with the panel coming up I didn't want to ask him too much anyway. Right. Because I, I wanted things in the panel to be a surprise. So I just thought, I don't know what I'm going to ask him now. So I just sort of sat there and just, stared, just watched in awe <laughs> as he drew me a Spider-Man. Which, to be fair, for a six-minute Spider-Man was pretty fucking amazing. It is a fucking amazing Spider-Man. It is really good. Have you framed it yet? Not yet, no, because uh, I'm trying to find a way of getting it out of my sketchbook without ripping it to shreds, because oh, I'm scared yeah. of that. So it's, um, that I've realised, I only realised this when I got back home, that my pad doesn't have the perforated bit. Oh, bugger. Yeah, so You've I'm going to have to try and find some tiny little scissors. Yeah, I think that's that's going to have to be the, the port of call. Mm. But... It's got, I've got to find a place for it on my mental walls as well. That. Well, I've, I've framed my Mark Buckingham original already. That was really cool. How cool is that? I know. Is it? <laughs> and me and Carl both getting something from Fables. So there is a picture of proof, me with Rose Red and him with Pinocchio. I'm so Oh, I saw that. that they yeah. look amazing. Those pictures. Really nice. And the, the, the funny thing was that um, a lady at the front of the audience, which she found out since, is, is another Geek Syndicate listener, Fiona, on the forums. She said, um, she said, can you, can you draw some girls? Cause there was, sorry, should explain. The panel I was in was Alan Davis, Daz Johnson, and Mark Buckingham, uh, with the big A3. A3? Bigger than that. The big flip chart. Anyway, sheets of paper. And they were doing like two minute sketches with big massive felt tip pens. And, uh, and Fiona said, how about some girls now? Cause they'd drawn loads and loads of stuff. And everybody got a raffle ticket. So basically, and they were ripping through these sketches, and it was an hour long. So to be fair, half the room got sketches. Although I shouldn't say that because Richard didn't get one, and neither did anybody else. Anyway, but yes, and I got so I got Mark Buckingham's girl that he was doing, which is fab. So thank you, Fiona, for suggesting that. And uh, yeah, Carl got Pinocchio right at the end, which I still get cross about because Carl came in really late. <laughs> still got his <laughs> but it was awesome. So we, yeah, I got it home and um, rolled it out, and I've uh, I've removed some, you know, insignificant painting that Richard got me for my wedding and took that down and <laughs> put my sketch up instead. <laughs> I know I'm romantic like that. So yes, that was that I think that was my other highlight as well. That was brilliant. So it was it was great. It was a really good um it was it was too small. It was too small, I'll say that. But then I uh, my husband's a little bit claustrophobic and so am I, so it wasn't fantastic. But then you know that when you go in. So you kinda of prepared for that. Well, yeah, I was kind of, I, I expected it to be small, but I don't think I expected it to be that small. Mm. So I think because of some of the big names that they had there, they really should have accounted for the amount of people that are quite blatantly going to show up. Yeah, I think that because the UK, I mean, it is, I might be completely wrong with talking out my ass, but it's a nice phrase, isn't it? Um, I think it's... all in bollocks, love. <laughs> in it, though. Um, Bristol and Birmingham <laughs> are the two big ones. So by default, yeah. you're going to get some big names going to one or both of them. I mean, like Alan Davis and Stas Johnson, they were both at, you know, both of them and, and all that. And Mark Buckingham as well, can you think of it? But y- y- you kind of know that you're going to get a lot of people going. And I know half the people, like you said, when you came in, we bypassed the massive queue mm. of people that hadn't bought their tickets prepaid. And that was humongous. There were hundreds of people in that queue. And um, and we waltzed through, getting evil looks off all the people that were queuing up because it looked like we were pushing in. But we'd prepaid. And you- you'd been to the launch party, so you got in. And we prepaid, so we got in anyway. But um, I actually almost got an exhibitor's pass. Did you? When I went when I went to the launch party, because I sort of went up to the door and I said, "Look, I, I've totally forgotten to bring my um 
PayPal receipt with me because you were supposed to take that for like proof. And the guy went, oh, that's okay. It's an exhibitor's pass, isn't it? And I was like, um, no. And he was like, aren't you with Geek Syndicate? And I was like, no, but you can give me exhibitor's passes if you want. And he was like, oh, what do you need? He didn't even take my name. No way. So I could have just walked in and been like, a comic show tickets, please. Wow, you could have all access or something. Yeah. Awesome. I should have just taken the exhibitor's passes and just wandered around aimlessly. <laughs> like, look at me, I'm exhibiting stuff. <laughs> oh, here's another highlight, actually, oh. that I just thought of that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. The freebie goodie bags oh. as we walked in. Do you know, I was How just my massive pile now. Stuff did we get in there? And, I mean, to be fair, it could all be a big bag of shit, but, you know, I can send that to other people or sell it on eBay or something. <laughs> If I don't like it. On that note, I should say, I've got three copies. After banging on about wanting to read bloody issue one, which I have now anyway, I've got three bloody copies of issue one of The Umbrella Academy. Um, After banging on. What do you think of it? Just 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 two free copies. I I can send them to you. Um, I'm not sure. Is this the proper issue one or the the free comic book day one? Well, this this is the free comic day one, but I have read issue one proper. From a I source. am not sold on it. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm confused. I need to read it again. I, I read because I read the free comic book day one because I've got to admit I absolutely hate with a passion my chemical romance and I mean with a proper I almost wish death on on them kind of way because they are just that fucking awful in my mind because it's not just the music either it's the fact you know some of the statements that they come out which just make me want to punch them square in the jaw i haven't actually heard um, anything they said to be fair but well one of the things that really incensed me was their new album welcome to the black parade apparently supposed to be about cancer and cancer victims oh. so to to get into the mind of a cancer victim you know like method acting mm. gerard way shaved his hair and dyed it blonde that's apparently the worst thing that can happen to you when you have cancer, which, oh, of course, upside. filled me with utter rage. Yeah, like I was that. just like, what an absolute twat. Yeah. Well, I, I, right, I didn't read any of that, and I, me and Richard assumed, because he was, a, he was a pretty boy, so we assumed that he'd done that because he was sick of all the little emo girlies running around after him going, <laughs> oh, no, 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 that was him <gasps> method acting cancer. Gosh, we should have just yeah. saved them, frankly, didn't we? Yeah, so, um... Oh, no, that's, yeah. For me to pick up this comic was, it like, a, a miracle in itself nice. because it had his name attached to it. Yeah. But I thought, you know what, I'll give it a chance. He may actually be a, co- a good comic writer. Right. But the, there was no characterisation. The plot didn't make a lot of sense. I could not tell what was happening in the action sequences. That's what got me. It's confusing. I had to... You know, with the whole Eiffel Tower thing, it was like, oh, the Eiffel Tower's going crazy. But you looked at the picture and it was just sort of there and it was like, it doesn't look like it's going crazy. And it was like, oh, it's flying off. Oh, that fast. Nothing's happened yet. <laughs> you know, oh. Yeah, no, it. it was, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm giving it one more issue and if it doesn't pick up, I'm not getting any more. Fair enough. Yeah, give it one more, I suppose. But, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not overly enamoured anyway, are you? So... No, I can't, I can understand that. I didn't. I I don't follow what what these young stars say anymore. You know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that's why I've got three spare copies because two people found it. Well, no, I've not sure. I put them in my bag. <laughs> well, I I did um I did take mine out because I got one too. I took mine out, but I left it on that table that was just outside the main. Yeah, that was really thing. funny. Other people were picking them up. Yeah, that's where I dumped my uh, comic guide, which I, I probably should have kept. But it, it is good. But I've got one, mate. So I, you know, you can always ring me. Up. 
what I liked was I've got I'm just trying to fish it out of the big pile now because I haven't actually managed to put any of this this is so much stuff we got free I can't fit it in any of my bookcases um, Batman Begins we got the official comic book adaptation and my husband is particularly excited about this he loves it just because he loves Batman and oh he looks quite like Christian Burning there so I'm quite happy now so I'm just looking through it now. give me a minute give me a minute <laughs> Right, anyway, there we are. So that was good. What did you buy? Did you buy any comics? I, I didn't buy any comics, no, because I was getting so hot in that in that room that I, I didn't want to flick yet. through. If you didn't catch my eye immediately, I wasn't going to look for it. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, um, I bought, uh, what did I buy? Other than the sketches, I bought a Death Note figure. Which I've been wanting for ages, but I've discovered doesn't fucking stand up. Oh. Through, you know, that's no fault of the con. It's just, um. <laughs> just the fucking manufacturing. It's just, the, it's just the way the, the way the figure's made. Oh, no. is its body is actually a different size to the stand that comes on it. Oh, so you have just... to sort of rest him casually leaning backwards, but his legs keep falling off. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm gonna have to find some way of super gluing it together, I think, and super gluing it to the stand. I don't know if it's the same. Was it like a standalone thing, or was it in plastic wrapping? It was like in a proper box. And if it, have you seen the figures where they're, they're quite small figures, but they've got overly large heads and small bodies? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those, and it comes on this little sort of round stand with a with a stick up the back oh. uh, and a sort of round ringy bit that you put the figure into. But oh, of course, okay. like I say, you ca- you can't move his one arm, which yeah. means you can't fit his body into that little bit. Okay. So you've got to balance him precariously. So what I might try and do is glue his legs onto his body. Yeah. <laughs> because they keep falling off. And then glue his feet to the stand so he doesn't need the bit at the back at all. <laughs> so if there's just like a disc of plastic he can stand up on. There's no dignity yeah. in being a Death Note figure anymore, is there? No. That's just sure. There are a lot of Death Note figures that come in it soon that I really want, but they're so expensive it's a bit ridiculous. Mm. Well, Richard's going to buy me a, a thingy. Ribbick. Ribbick? Not really, but I'm showing myself up now. The big, the big scary, the big. Scary. Oh, Luke. That's the one. He was going to buy me one of them, a key ring, but um, because I like him, even though he terrifies me slightly. Um, but they'd run out. He went on Sunday afternoon, and they felt. Yeah, I wanted L, and the only one they had had a really dirty looking face, so I quite blatantly been there a while. I was oh. like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All I was going to say was what I bought, but it's not that that big, so. Oh, go for it. Well. I, I said already, didn't I, and it was being recorded, I think, that about uh, Mike Norton on the forum. Mm-hmm. So, he's huge, apparently, and well, actually he's literally huge, because he's about eight foot tall. Um, but I, I like... I thought you were going to say, like, he's a fat bastard there. No, no he's, he's quite lean, but he is about eight foot tall, it's quite scary. He has done a few sketches on the forum, and I've actually got one of his sketches, which is probably highly illegal, and he'll sue me for copyright now, as my wallpaper on my computer, and it's a massive ape. And it's just awesome. I'll have to send it a picture to you because it's brilliant. I heard he was um, doing the All New Atom with Gail Simone. So I bought issue 12. And I have already talked about this. So I'll shut up. But I bought that. And I've been after some Paul Pope for a while. The same reason um, is that Jimmy Aquino, of Community Insider, James Pug, talks about him all the time. And also he's talked about on Indie Spinner Act, which I've also started listening to, which is awesome as well. And funny. I've got a burp brewing excuse me. Oh, I don't know why I work for you. You're just so vile. This is the level of professionalism you have to continue. You wouldn't catch me being so fucking uncouth. (laughs) 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 But 
Paul Pope's like King of the Indies apparently and he's done Batman one, Year 100 for DC and um, I've been after it for a while and I actually couldn't get it on Amazon or there's another website I don't know what it's called that Richard buys his comics from there and they didn't have it and it was there at Birmingham from Ace Comics I think Do you know what Ace. I've had that sitting in the corner of my room for a good six months now okay. which gave me a big pile of like backdated stuff from sort of before I started getting into the comics and he was all like oh I think you'll like this I think you'll like that and he sorted me out a big bunch of sort of old Batman stories there was a few old Fantastic Four and stuff like that and I've not got round to read them (laughs) they're just sat there in the corner but Batman Year 100 is one of those Uh, well in that case in that case I know read it and I'll read it as well and if we ever do another one of these which we probably won't because Barry's probably a nervous breakdown halfway through this and not editing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> then, then do it. How's that? That sounds like a plan to me. What do you think? Right, I'm adding that to my eternal sun, spotless sunshine. I was going to say, high fidelity and Batman. Uh, oh, my pen stop. Oh, there it go. Batman. Because yeah. I want to read it for New York as well because I want to basically just go, yeah, I have read it to Jimmy because otherwise I'm going, yeah, I've heard of all these people and haven't actually read any of their stuff. But Paul Pope wrote and see this. And I'm looking through because on my rich was saying how people are like not divided about his art because his art's really different. But I'm looking at it thinking it looks really nice. It's quite spooky. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to look at it too carefully because otherwise I'll read bits I shouldn't. But yeah, read that. And we'll talk about it. Let's do that. Let's do that. I think that's all I bought at Birmingham because I was too busy following Richard around and getting all excited about seeing people. Oh, yeah. and I have got, sorry, I have got my mate Marcus, who's lovely because he gives me free stuff, gave me Of Bitter Souls by Chuck Satterley, who is also on the forum. So that's another reason why I wanted to read it. If people aren't on the forum, I'm not interested, frankly. <laughs> Like, oh, your favourites are on the forum. I'll read your stuff. And the art is by Norm Brayfogel, who Richard said was uh, was he's one of his favourites. And he said when he gets lots of money, he's going to get a massive commission from him because he's still the old Batman stuff. And looking at it, it looks really nice. So I'm going to read that. Uh, and Richard just borrowed it today and read it like in one sitting in the lunch hour, and it's a massive paperback. So it looks good. the end. I think I think the, the figure was pretty much the only thing. Oh no, I bought I bought the fancy con copy of Fallen Heroes. Nice. I've got Barry, Barry just squiggling for me. This, this has been a podcast full of product placement. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying how awesome Barry Nugent is, so frankly, I think. You've got, you've got to love the Nuge cake. <gasps> that's it, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> how awesome is the Nuge cake? Sort it. <laughs> Good stuff. We've oh, been... Mum's back. Oh, hello, hello Mum. He said hello. Hello, goodbye. Good night, See you tomorrow. <laughs> Bless her. Oh, she nice. She's lovely. So yeah, we've been discussing this, the name of this podcast, haven't we? So I think that's it now. Just nude cake is fab. There we are. <laughs> I why, the, why the ladies love the nude? <laughs> that's better. <laughs> I think I think Barry will want that one kept in as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, God. 82 80 80 minutes, I can't believe this. 82? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I went on about the, 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 the layout. The, I just got a little list here of the worst bits of the con, only because it's, yeah, I was being fair. Oh, yeah, I just thought, actually, I, I could have brought that up on my, because uh, I've got a bit of a blog on the go. It's not a very good one. Um, so I'm not going to plug it. Book? No? Okay. No, I'm not going to plug it because it's, it's pretty much the place where I go to whinge more than anything. Um. So you don't really want to read it because it's usually me when I'm either pissed off or hormonal, like, oh, I hate blur. 
Blur success. Fuck. No. Fuck. Bollocks. Which is pretty much how it goes. But I did do a bit of a sort of con with you. Well, a bit. I say, I say a huge one. What did I put? Hmm. I'm gonna go and read it. I put highlights. Uh, Pizza Hut pizza. Yum. Oh, Pizza Hut was awesome. That it was. I I love Pizza Hut pizzas. Rich doesn't like them very much. That's why I offered to pay for his because he doesn't do them. And I was like, but I really want a Pizza Hut pizza. It was well, so I haven't been here for years, so I, I thank you for putting it on my waistline now, because I'm going to be going all the time. It was so yes. nice, wasn't it? Really nice. And it was still nice cold the next day as well. <laughs> I didn't actually. I, I, I was quite proud of myself that I, uh, I scuffed a whole lot. I only left one piece. I was trying really hard to beat you, but I couldn't. Oh, here's my here's my other uh, stuff I didn't like at the at the con, which wasn't really the con, it was just the, the con experience weekend, as I like to call it. Having trainees working at oh. the Broyer Rose pub, they were fucking useless. That was fucking awful. If anybody here is listening, like anybody who works at the Broyer Rose, which I doubt, but if you are, like why on earth would you put mostly trainee staff who don't seem to have ever had any bar experience on of a busy Friday and Saturday night? Why? That was it, like Friday was bad enough for you guys, but Saturday night... Yeah, I mean, like, Phil got charged three different prices yeah. for a vodka and Red Bull. Yeah. But the one woman there didn't know what a spritzer was. She didn't know what a pitcher was. She wasn't sure what Cheeky V was and didn't have a clue what I was saying when I said Newcastle Brown Ale <laughs> three times. I've got nothing against trainees at all because someone's got, they've all got to start somewhere. And yeah, exactly. I but, you know, how can nobody, <laughs> nobody have asked for those things? You get yourself quite cross now, though. I am. I've got to calm down. Okay. Deep breath. Mm. Got, have you got a paper bag there? No, uh, not right now. But uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm deep breath. It's good times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look more at the stuff that I that I dug. Pizza Hut pizza. That was good. Do you think that's a better wrap? I think it is. I think it is. I um yeah. Wake up, Barry. <laughs> Wake up and finish editing me. Oh, he's going to say regret saying you do this. Make yeah, us, make us interesting and fascinating and gorgeous. Even though no one can see us, make us gorgeous. I was going to say, we're going to get comments now, aren't we, from people who are like, yes, well, I've heard you have a face for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how to round this off then sensibly. Uh, we didn't really think of that, did we? Well, well, I'm guessing that if we're going up on the Geek Syndicate feed, yes. a thread will probably be started on the Geek Syndicate forum, which I don't actually know the web address of. Bollocks. <laughs> I should have paid attention to that. But let's find that out. Um, yeah, so if, you, if, if anybody's list actually got to the end of this, <laughs> thinks we were even vaguely entertaining. Unlikely. <laughs> if you think we're even slightly entertaining... Go to the Geek Syndicate forum, of which I'm still trying to find the web address. The main web address uh, is thecomicforums.com, and I believe it's forward slash forum 2, and then there's a list of all the former forums. And we are I was going to say, I'm not going to tell you the Geek Syndicate one now, because I've discovered it's www.thecomicforums.com forward slash forum 2 forward slash forward slash index.php question mark s equals 59 bit etc. It goes on for a long while, so I'm not going to go there. Oh, that's why I stopped. <laughs> yeah, uh, go to go to the forum. Yeah, tell everyone how great we are, and maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and if not, if you want, just just tell everyone we're rubbish. No, don't do that. 
Yeah, if you thought we were shit, at least be nice about saying we were shit. <laughs> no, in fact, don't, because we're girls and we're very sensitive. And I think you should say we were good or not. Or don't say anything at all. And then we know that everyone, when it's <laughs> silence and tumbleweed, we know we <laughs> Yeah, it would be like it just dropped from the top four topic to the bottom in about three seconds. Oh, no. This is our first go, and we're very scared, so. Yeah. Eventually, we might have some sort of structure to what we're doing. <laughs> we will. Can we get our uh, our special guest, Mr. Constantine, man? Yep. Who's, he's going to bring people in droves by himself, really, frankly. That's true. People hear Heath and come running. The mighty Heath. He's the Heath. He's the Heath. I think you're right. We have to do our theme song. Yeah. Yeah, we need a theme song. <laughs> if anybody wants to, uh, to do us a theme song, we've got no prizes, but you know, you can do it anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you want to come up with a theme song for us. Also, if you think our name, Comic Racks, is a bit shit, and we've got a better suggestion. But it's already shit, because you know, if you've got any suggestions as to how to not make this shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we go? Let's do that. Okay. Okay, good stuff. Uh, comic Racks. We out. We out.